Yes, indeed, we have a better tomorrow. Tomorrow will be beautiful. Good morning. It's a Saturday breakfast live and direct from the studios of Angel 96.9. Coming to you in the comfort of your home, wherever you are picking our signals this morning. Uh, like I always say, it's important for us to say a big thank you to the Almighty God, the giver of life. When you turn your Bibles to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 2, the verse 14, it says, But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory, and through us spreads and makes an evident the fragrance of knowledge of God everywhere. 2 Corinthians 2.14 I read from the Amplifier. Triumph means to obtain victory. We are all fighting a battle for our thoughts on the battlefield of our minds. It is easy to get discouraged when we don't reach victory all at once. But it is important to understand that we can't triumph over and destroy spiritual enemies like anger, selfishness, bitterness, jealousy, or whatever we might be dealing with all at one time or instantly. God deals with things in our lives one at a time. The challenges we need requires patience. If you push to get ahead of God, you won't make the progress you want, but you will get very frustrated and confused. Without God's grace, it is impossible to triumph, even if we have the best of intentions. Whatever spiritual enemies you are facing today, ask God for the grace and wisdom to do your part and trust him to do his part. Instead of trying to do it in your own strength or getting discouraged because you aren't there yet, ask him to go before you and give you the victory. As we pray, listen and wait on him. He will help you grow in freedom from any sin, bad habit or addiction in your life. Let's pray. Father, please help me trust you to strengthen me to fight the battles I am facing. Thank you for going before me to do what I can't do, for always being there to help and for giving me the victory I need at the right time. In Jesus' name, amen. There is always a better tomorrow. Once again, I want to say good morning to you wherever you are. The sound of my voice. My name is El Samuels. I am the commander in chief of the airways, the servant of the Most High God. In His name, I come to you, the might, Almighty God, the giver of life, on a frequency of 96.9. And I say good morning to you as we move on to look at issues that has come up and the major has to do with things happening in the NDC, the National Democratic Congress, from the floor of Parliament to what have you. Remember, you can also text me on 054-883-9529, The judgment has been passed. You may agree or disagree, but at the end of the day, it has been passed. What next is to forge ahead? And prepare again 
there will be a, there have been a lot of <clears throat> things that has gone through the water, especially in the camps of the National Democratic Congress. Mahama never paid compliment to Atta Mills and Nido Hall. I'm bringing you the trending stories. The immediate past Deputy General Secretary of the National Democratic Congress, Kokwa Nidoho, has taken a veiled swipe at the former president, John Mahama, in a series of tweets on Friday. Remember, I read some series of tweets to you. Mr. Nidoho is currently on suspension from the NDC. In the street, lauded the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, for always paying compliment to his boss, the President, Ekofuado. In a silly dig to the former president, who was a vice president to the late President Atta Mills, Mr. Nidoho stated that he never saw such humbleness and compliment paid to the late president. And that was in a tweet. The God gave me the humble opportunity to work with the president Atta Mills. I never saw such a scene. I never saw the vice president of His Excellency, the President John Evans Atta Mills, pay kinds of compliment the vice president Baumia pays to the president Ekofuado. In our story, I remember this has been a back and forth, and yesterday was at a court where the seven member jury presiding over the kidnapping and murder of the four Takradi girls has recommended a death sentence for the two Nigerian suspects. The two suspects, Samuel Uteku Williams and John Oji, were charged for kidnapping murder after the bodies of Ruth Abaka 19, Priscilla Blessing Buntum 21, Ruth Love Quason 18, and Priscilla Crunchy 15 were discovered in the apartment following month of national search for the victim. The two have been standing trial since 2019 over the four girls who went missing in 2017. The issue gained national attention as police and national security grappled with their whereabouts even after, after the suspects were arrested. So the two have been sentenced to death. But would that bring the girls back? That's another question. Now, CSO, you remember over the weekend, uh, before the weekend, uh, the brouhaha surrounding uh, Levo, the man that was forced to go on a compulsory 167 days leave, came back only to be asked to go on retirement. And civil society groups in the country have criticized the president over his decision to retire uh, the Auditor General, Daniel Demelevo. According to the CSO, the move by the president is inimical to the fight against corruption menace in the country. The statement also expressed disappointment in the Supreme Court over the delay in the ruling on their suit over the legality and otherwise uh, of the presidential directive which asked the Auditor General to proceed on leave last year. The president says documents available to him suggest that the Auditor General, Daniel Yao Demolevo, has reached his retirement age. The development comes in the wake of a standoff between the Auditor General and the Audit Service Board over his nationality, the date of birth as he prepares to resume work after his compulsory leave. So this was one of the things that raveled through uh, the week. Then the judgment that came uh, over the petition and several eyebrows were raised uh, uh, by the opposition National Democratic Congress 
when you go to court you either win or lose and they were not happy with the things that went on and the national democratic congress said the supreme court judgment on the former president Mahama's petition uh, over the 2020 polls was full of patent falsehood according to the national communication officer of the party sammy jemfi the courts use wrong facts in coming to their judgments that is what he said a seven-member panel of the supreme court dismissed the former president's suit challenging the 2020 election results in reading the judgment on thursday justice chief justice enemy stated the petitioner failed to prove his case beyond a reasonable doubt he added that the errors announced by the electoral commission chairperson jane mensa which was subsequently corrected cannot be used to invalidate the election and according to the supreme court the errors announced by jane mensa did not adversely affect any of the candidates in the 2020 election the supreme court also said uh, also held that the petitioner failed to deduce enough evidence to merit a reround between himself and the president ecofado the chief justice in reading the judgment also described as fanciful the witness statement by mr Pester white and rojo metal nuno justice and said the two witnesses had themselves to blame after abandoning their duty in the strong room since they were under no obligation to leave when their work in the room was not finished so that was how the verdict was arrived at by the ndc is not happy and said it was full of patent falsehood according to their national communication officer sammy uh, jemfi uh, who stated that but in the same story, uh, remember, irrespective of whatever it was, uh, the um, the chairperson of the Electoral Commission, Jane Mensah, has been advised to learn lessons from the just-ended presidential election petition. The National Youth Organizer of the Governing New Patriotic Party, Henry Nanabwachi, popularly known as Nanabi, believe there's a need for the EC chair to ensure that mistakes made in the 2020 presidential result do not reoccur to avoid being dragged to the Supreme Court again. The result of the 2020 uh, presidential election were questioned by the National Democratic Congress, especially after the commission admitted they made some errors during the declaration, which they later corrected. The issue later ended up in a court, the Supreme Court, in a unanimous decision on Thursday, March 4th, ruled that those mistakes made by the EC did not affect the final result of the election. The errors made by the EC. But Ananabi believes that he should be careful that it never happens the next time around. Well, Manasi also weathered in. Now let's go to uh, remember uh, the before the verdict the ndc communication officer was not happy that uh, some minority uh, some nominees of the M of the president were given they were given uh, the nod to go serve and their supporters were not happy their communication officer came out strongly uh, to hit against it 
But before we go, we go to that. The former chief of staff and lawyer Nana Atudazi has expressed disappointment in the Supreme Court decision to dismiss the election petition filed by the former president John Dramani Mahama. Um, Mr. Dazi indicated the petition presented before the APS court sought to question the figures purported by the Electoral Commission. Therefore, the justices could have permitted the chairperson, Jane Mercer, to mount the witness box. Well, but that did not happen. I know definitely in judgment, some will be happy, some will not be happy. But let's speak on uh, Nana Atudazi. We'll be back. Right. 
Unfortunately, we have missed, in my view, an opportunity to introduce um, the, the, uh, uh, you know, the regulatory framework that would have enabled, you know, the truth to be found and to settle the issues at stake. You understand? Because the, 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 the court rightly said that, look, for the administrative uh, arrangements and whatnot, uh, counting the, um, the figures and all that, that's purely in the realm, in the independence of the, of the, of the electoral commission. And they have to be right, you get me. But where a dispute arises, you get me, then I think that it is only fair. And, 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 and talking about it being fair, to be working, talking about being fair, the court says you didn't bring any figures, you didn't bring anything sheets. And so you are relying on the chairperson's declaration, which, according to the justices, well, well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know whether you put it the court on trial, but I'm just asking a very simple question, also because of what you have said, and I'm saying that, and I'm just, uh, you know, getting your view on what the court said, and the court says yeah. that look, if you, yeah, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying that, I'm saying that it's a very straightforward matter. You see, unfortunately, we may have to move a little away from just like law. We don't have uh, a which oversees the result, you know, and the second year after the election, they go out there and then they, they assign the, 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 what you call it, uh, the vote or otherwise. You understand? That's one. Then, uh, secondly, here we have, for instance, the eminent advisory team. When I was a member, I called. When the issues uh, crop up, I said that let us, you know, call the, the party, let us find out, let us find a way to resolve this issue. You see, when issues crop up, which have potential security implications in the nation, we don't just go to law. You understand? It's not just law. There is a way of coming out down with sharp edges, and that is a problem. You see, so we must have a conflict resolution mechanism. That must be built into our electoral process. And so, so in this case, how the best, how the best come down too sharp, mm -hmm. you know. And of course, that, you know, I'm saying that the, the Supreme Court, in its wisdom, could probably have said, okay, let's, let's, let us let throw it back to you. Try a way of looking at the result again. What 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 do you have been wrong with that? In Liberia, of course, that's the uh, But you but, 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 but what you are seeking for was a new round of election. I thought that maybe they could have been innovative. We could have broken new ground for us to move away from the purely legalistic approach to, you know, to find a way of reconciling the issues. And then they can come back with their results. We could have done that. Which is the last time they asked what the figures were in issue. They asked the uh, other accounting firm to go and reconcile the issues and bring it back. Well, as you hear the voice of uh, Nana Ato Dazi, the former chief of staff of uh, during the NDC era, Nana Ato Dazi also showing his displeasure. Uh, but I believe that when it comes to uh, having an accounting firm, Deloitte and Hughes have been always a KPMG. I've always been asked to uh, do this uh, sorting with uh, the parties. Are they waiting for the parties uh, to? I respond to it. I know most people have also asked that um, um, why is the uh, the former president 
uh, is not happy with with the uh, with the res, uh, the judgment, but he still wouldn't want to accept. He didn't want to say, okay, let let sleeping dog lies, and let's move on. Um, but I believe that the election, the Ghanaian economy is. Uh, um, I believe that the National Democratic Congress flag bearer in the 2020 election uh, this come after the loss of the election. According to him, the outcome of the petition should in no way demotivate the former president from contesting in the 2024. That is what a lot of people have raised Al's brow to wait after the decision when they say he disagreed uh, with the Vice President Mbisata monitored discussions on TV3 whilst the president worked on his computer. A tete -a -tete with sipping of tea interspersing it. Few minutes later, the two were glued to their sets ready for the verdict. The long wait prior to the reading of the court's verdict no doubt sapped the nerves of President Mahama and his viewing party. This was the mood. Some 20 seconds to the historic verdict by the nine justices of the Supreme Court, a declaration described only as second to the 6th March 1957 Independence Declaration. So this was a throwback in 2012-2013 after uh, the petitioners uh, uh, where acts were told in the face that the NDC won the election. That excitement that greeted when the um, Biden uh, opposition leader will have to call the then the president to congratulate him. And the hugging, pattern and involuntary burst into a victory chorus began in earnest. In the midst of all that, President Mahama receives an important phone call. Not long after though, Vice President Kwesibe Kwenisa Arthur confirmed NPP flag bearer Nanado had called to congratulate the President, John Jamani Mahama. The case has been... Well, I saw uh, that was what transpired in 2013 after the verdict. And uh, he called to congratulate his um, the then president. And, and I have called, it says, is that I've called the president, John Mahama, and I've now congratulated him on being elected the fourth president of the fourth republic of the country. The Supreme Court of our nation has spoken. The result of the December 2012 election has been confirmed as having been won by the candidate of the NDC, President Mahama. As I said earlier, whilst I disagree with the court decision, I respect it. I accept that what the court says brings finality to the election dispute. We shall not be asking for review of the verdict so we can all move on in the interest of our nation. Everything in my bones and in my upbringing and in what I have done with my life down far makes it imperative that I accept a decision made by the highest court of the land. However, 
much as much I dislike or disagree with it, I am saddened by the verdict and I know that many of our supporters are saddened too. However, for the sake and love of our country, we must embark on a path that builds rather than destroy to deal with our disappointment. I appeal to all members and supporters of our party, the MPP in particular, to accept the verdict of the court. Even in our disappointment, we can take pride in the way we have conducted ourselves. Even in our disappointment, we can take pride that the MPP has again lead the way in deepening Ghana's democracy. To quote one of the Supreme Court judges after this case, elections in Ghana would not be the same. In other words, we might not have been given the ruling we sought, but thanks to our efforts, we can hopefully look forward for an improved electoral process in our country. I'm grateful to my co-petitioners, Jake Obechebilamte and Dr. Mahmoud Baumia for their hard work, dedication and their commitment as we pursue the legal options available to us. He went on and on and on and on and on in that a throwback uh if you could throw back if you if you if you remember the throwback at that time uh when the the uh, verdict came out um it will tell you what really went on um on that day On that day and a tool and i want to recall what he said on that very day of the fourth republic of our country the supreme court of our nation has spoken the result of the 20, the, the december 2012 presidential election has been confirmed as having been won by the candidate of the national democratic congress president Mahama. As I said earlier, whilst I disagree with the court's decision, I accept it. I accept that what the court said brings finality to the election dispute. We shall not be asking for a review of the verdict so we can all move on in the interest of our nation. Everything in my bones, in my upbringing, and in what I have done with my life thus far makes it imperative that I accept a decision made by the highest court of the land, however much I dislike or disagree with it. I am saddened by the verdict, and I know that many of our supporters are saddened too. However, for the sake and love of our country, we must embark on a path that builds rather than destroys to deal with our disappointment. I appeal to all members and supporters of our party, the MPP, to accept the verdict of the court. Even in our disappointment, we can take pride in the way we have conducted ourselves. Even in our disappointment, we can take pride that the MPP has again led the way in deepening Ghana's democracy. To quote one of the Supreme Court judges, quote, after this case, elections in Ghana will not be the same, unquote. 
In other words, we might not have been given the ruling we sought, but thanks to our efforts, we can hopefully look forward to an improved electoral process in our country. I'm grateful to my co-petitioners, the National Chairman, Jokobeche Bilante, my running mate, Dr. Mahamadou Baumia, for their hard work, dedication, and commitment as we pursued the legal options available to us. My gratitude also goes to the lawyers and the technical team for their unbelievable hard work and sacrifices. I'm grateful to all the volunteers who spent days and nights working on pink sheets, entering data, photocopying documents, and labeling exhibits for the petition. I am grateful to all the well-wishers for their prayers. I must also thank my party, the MPP, officials, the foot soldiers and supporters for their unflinching support and belief in me. The National Council of the Party, having taken the decision to go to court, has been unwavering in its support. I also want to thank my daughters and my wife, the beautiful Rebecca, for their love and extraordinary support. They have been friends who have made unbelievable sacrifices of time, energy, ideas, money, and a listening ear. I'm grateful to all of them. I'm sure there are many people wondering what I envisage for my political future. I intend to take some time out of the highly burly of politics, get some rest, reflect, and then announce whatever decision I come to in the not-too-distant future. In Ghana's 56-year history, this is the first time a presidential election petition of this kind has been filed and pursued through the courts. The whole world has watched us in wonder and admiration. Our reaction to this judgment will be watched keenly in Africa and beyond and will set a precedent for generations to follow. It is now up to all of us Ghanaians to put the dispute behind us and come together to iron out our differences, ease the tensions amongst us, and come together to build our country. There are millions of problems facing us as a, uh, as a people. This is the time for all of us to come together and work to find solutions to the challenges that confront our people. To my party, the NPP, I say we have a lot to be proud of. There are more than three years left in this political cycle to be a worthy opposition and also position ourselves for the battle of 2016. Today, let us wish our president well, well and thank the Almighty for his mercies to our nation. The battle continues to be that of the Lord. God bless Ghana. Well, as we hear the voice of the, pre the current president who was then uh, contesting uh, the, <clears throat> he was a petitioner then uh, when they lost the election in 2020, 2012.
and then they went to the courts. And I did, I'm doing this throwback because I just want us to look at something, the angles to all the stories as we soldier on. Now let's go here what happened after the verdicts uh, from the camps of the, at the Supreme Court, right after the verdicts was announced. We'll be surprised with the judgment pronounced a few hours ago. Much as I'm aware that we are legally bound by the decision of the highest court of the land, the Supreme Court of Ghana, I disagree with the process of the trial and the ruling of the court. For the avoidance of that, I say much as I'm aware that we are legally bound by the decisions of the Supreme Court. I disagree with the process of the trial and the ruling of the court. Well, I saw you have the, the bit of uh, um, that coming from the former president, John Dramani Mahama, um, disagreeing with the court. Uh, But well, I think you, you can do your inform. Um, but most people have started a blame game as to who fails who. Uh, some say suspend Sami Denfi if he fails to apologize uh, to to the speaker, Haruna and others, says Ras Mubarak. Remember, I told you we're going to talk about the nominee issues that, that came back, uh, that came forward. That has to do with uh, the approval of some nominees that were given the nod by the minority in parliament. And I think they've not seen the day of life uh, to others believe that Sami Genfi, the member of parliament for Boko Central, Mahama Yariga, has said that the national communication officer of the party, Sami Genfi, overstepped his boundaries in his attack on the Speaker of Parliament, Agwen Bagwin. He described as unwarranted the attack on the Speaker of Parliament, Agwen Bagwin, by the communication officer of the NDC. The National Communication Officer of the NDC has called for an immediate shake-up in the leadership of the NDC MPs in Parliament. And this has not really gone on well with the members of Parliament. And this was a release um, which was given by Haruna Idrisu, and he says, Be measured in your utterance, Haruna, to NDC faithful. The minority leader in parliament, Haruna Idrisu, has called on the National Democratic Congress faithful to be circumspect in their utterances. His call comes on the back of allegation, and some uh, legislators of the party have told the party out in parliament on Wednesday a yes vote for some three ministers uh, minister designate who were uh, namely uh, nearly disqualified after vetting. The NDC communication officer, the national communication officer, Sami Jeffy, had in his Facebook post accused the party leadership in parliament as well as the speaker, Agwen Babi, of betraying the party. He specifically named Tamale South MP Haruna Idrisu, Asawasi MP Mutaka Mubarak, as the doe who brazenly defiled the leadership of the party and betrayed the collective good for their selfish interests. But the minority leader in a statement 
has refused the, uh, the assertion. We categorically deny all allegations of influence or favor as a consideration for the approval in the House. He said the caucus remains loyal to our base and wish to call for restraint and calm. We ask all NDC faithful to have faith in the caucus leadership as we navigate our path to recapturing the presidency in 2024. Haruna Idris therefore assure the party faithful that under no condition would the party interest be treated. Uh, be treated. Uh, the caucus has never been and would never be for sale. You may be disappointed in this outcome, but we will not disappoint or let you down in the future, the statement assured. May we always be reminded that the things which bind us as comrades far outweigh what divide us. Mr. Jeffrey's uh, post, Facebook post has directed that, and we must not let them down, succeed in their Pyokra quest to destroy the NDC. The party has done so much for them and all of us. The shame they have brought on the party will never, will forever hang like an albatross around their necks. However, the Tamale South MP assured the party faithful that the caucus is still the caucus of the 6th and 7th January 2021 that achieved the unthinkable fate of electing the right Honorable Alban Bagwin as speaker. So let's keep the faith. It's a long, uh, somebody say, a tit-a-tet, but I just somebody say, <laughs> just cutting it short and let sleeping dog lie. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, the president has sworn in uh, some ministers of state, some uh, ministers of state, uh, the first batch of ministers approved by parliament, 28 out of the 46 designated the president presented to parliament, were sworn into office. The event took place at the Jubilee House yesterday when the president sworn them in. Uh, You can join us. Our text line is 0548. Shall we be seated? Check with the time that is eight more minutes. We're at the top of the hour, uh, 9 a.m. It's still live on a Saturday breakfast. Uh, coming to you, trying to get some insight of the sworn in uh, of the Council of State members, uh, which was done yesterday by His Excellency the President, uh, by the President yesterday as it, they were sworn in to take their office after the vetting. Uh, which has been, uh, somebody say it has brought some brouhaha, but half a do. Life must still go on. Yeah, life, they say, must still on. Life, life must still go on. So you can also send your text messages to us ahead of time, and then we I will read it here live and direct uh, for you.
So as you assume your roles in government, I urge you to provide leadership that will ensure that the work on which we are embarked benefits the progress of our nation and helps raise the living standards of our people. That is why we are here. And that is why the Ghanaian people voted for us. I'm assured that the various backgrounds and experiences of each one of you will bring value to the governance of our nation. Angel To deliver on the commitments of our manifesto, the sacred compact that ties us in the new patriotic party to the Ghanaian people. It is important as we strive to provide good governance for our people that we remember at all times the changed nature of the political environment in which we are now operating. The vote of 7 December has resulted in a virtual tie in representation of the two major parties in Parliament, which means that we are obliged to seek broad consensus in the manner in which we implement our decisions. As I indicated in my inaugural address some two months ago, my boundless confidence in the energy of the Ghanaian makes me believe that we can become the prosperous nature to which, nation to which we aspire, and soon. We have good reason to be proud of what we've been able to achieve so far. The Ghanaian people have placed their hopes for a brighter future in us. I'm looking forward eagerly to working with you so we can together realize their hopes and fulfill the dreams of the founders of our nation to build under God a democratic, free, prosperous, and united nation, the Black Star of Africa. I congratulate you on your appointments and wish you Godspeed in the discharge of the high duties of your offices as ministers of state. May God bless the second government of the Akufuado presidency and us all. And may God bless our homeland Ghana and make her great and strong. So that was a speech of the president uh, as sworn in uh, the ministers to take the uh, 28 out of the 46 that are, uh, were given the nod. So the 28 have to start working now. So you have the president and the caution. Meanwhile, when you go to the floor of parliament, the speaker has suspended seating over the absence of minority MPs in the chamber. The speaker suspended the seating after the absence of the NDC MPs in the chamber on Friday. Majority leader Osei Mensambosu at the start of the business on Friday raised concerns that either himself nor the speaker has received any official communication regarding their absence. He further revealed that attempts have been made to contact them on phone, but none of them could be reached. Mr. Chairman Sabonzo then asked the speaker for guidance on whether to proceed with the business of the day in spite of the NDC MP's absence. Shortly after the Deputy Minority Chief Whip Ibrahim Ahmed entered the chamber and informed the House that the NDC caucus was in a meeting, the reason for their absence. He also apologized on behalf of, the, of his colleague for delaying the process. He, however, Edge that the meeting was scheduled at 2 p.m. since Parliament 
uh, advertised 11 a.m. as a starting time for today's business. And according to him, since the House delayed the sitting, they resolved to proceed with their meeting. The Speaker, after listening to his explanation, suspended the sitting for 15 minutes to allow the NDC MPs finish with their meeting. So that was what happened on the floor of Parliament uh, before business started uh, yesterday. In the absence of that, you're still live on Angel Man Suspend. I want to say good morning to you wherever you are. I appreciate you for keeping your dial uh, with us. And we're still looking forward, bringing you all the happenings throughout the week. We're recapping and then we're throwing back. Somebody say we're doing a throwback. We go back and forth uh, to see what is happening. Yes, I mean, why Parliament has approved uh, 16 other ministerial nominees recommended by the appointment committee. The conclusion was reached via voice a vote on the floor on March 4th. Prior to this, Parliament has approved some 13 ministerial nominees during a sitting which dragged through Wednesday night to about 3 a.m. on Thursday. This brings to a total number of 29 ministers designated who have been vetted and approved by the House. At the end of the conclusion of the debate, I'll put the question. And the question is, as many as are in favor of the motion say aye. Those against the motion say no. I think the eyes have it. The motion is hereby adopted. The House has accordingly approved the following persons for ministerial position appointments in accordance with Article 78.1 of the 1992 Constitution of the following people. Honorable Kwaku Ajimamenu, Minister for Health. Honorable Alan Kodo Chamatin, Minister for Trade and Industry. <laughs> Mr. Godfrey Yabua Dame, Minister for Attorney General and, uh, and Minister for Justice. Yeah. Honorable Oslam Ekufu, Minister for Communication and Digitalization. 
So that is a uh, voice uh, of uh, from the floor of parliament of the approval of other nominees uh, uh, for ministerial positions in the country have uh, been approved. So that is a story for this uh, morning, and then we'll be looking at uh, that today is the Independence Day, and I will be streaming live uh, from the par parade at the Jubilee House here on our dial. And that is what we will do today. We'll try to get you up to speed as to what is going to happen uh, as today marks the Independence Day celebration of our country, Ghana. So we will go to the, the Jubilee. We'll, we'll, we'll go to uh, later go to the uh, Jubilee House where the Independence Parade uh, will be happening life and I will bring you the feed from from all those angle
that was the national anthem. The president is getting the full compliments. Again, uh, when the vice president arrived, we saw that he uh, was given an abridged version of that. Uh, Captain, you explained that because that's what happened. The president has of the Republic has now been welcomed to the parade grounds here at the forecourt of the Ghibli House and he is currently uh, has taken his seat so we'll now have the of course uh, such ceremonies we usually have the traditional prayers the Muslim prayers and the Christian as well uh, we will soon witness all these prayers all right so we went to the forecourt of the a jubilee house uh, to bring you uh, the happenings as Ghana celebrates the 64th independent are we independent as well that's a big question out there are we so independent to the level that uh, some western world some uh, embassies can decide to come and open things uh, uh, in our studios and then look but uh, for our discussion we'll be looking at a demo level uh, being forced to retirement and then also of election petition and approval of ministerial nominees you can have your voices to it after we go for this quick commercial break uh, we'll come back i will take your your views on uh we're looking at demo level being forced to retirement the dismissal of the election petition and also the approval of the ministerial nominees that has carried so lot of waves uh, uh, to by the opposition uh, NDC and uh, not happy. You had all the utterances and you had the assurance coming from the the leader in parliament in the person of uh, Honorable Arunai Drisu uh, with that statement coming out with a statement after holding a meeting to even delay the sitting yesterday. So we'll talk more on this, but I'll be back after uh, the break. Good morning and thanks for listening.